Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's your Dodge the Bullet story? These are the internet's best answers to that question. Me and my girlfriend at the time were traveling from New Zealand to my family back home in Sweden. We both decided to spend a bit more money to fly back to New Zealand through Paris instead of Amsterdam, just because we wanted to see the Eiffel Tower. It cost us maybe an extra $50 and we got to see it on the landing and then take off, but never actually set foot in Paris proper because we were poor students. When we landed in Auckland, New Zealand, jet lagged to heck, we turned on our phones and noticed that we have about 50 missed calls from our travel agents, which was odd. When we call her, she sounds super relieved and out of breath. She tells us the flight she originally suggested to us, the one from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur, was shot down over Ukraine. My brain couldn't process that information at the time, but once I woke up the next day, it hit me like a ton of bricks. $50 made the difference between seeing the big steel thingy that has so many photos of it and being sent to Sweden in body bags piece by piece. Sometimes the absurdity of my existence comes over me and this story always gives me goosebumps. One heck of a story to tell over beers though. Guys, OP has actually given some clarification over the exact route of this incredible story. So they were traveling to Sweden for midsummer, sand sacrifices. So our itinerary was Auckland, a lot of stops, then Sweden. And on the way back, we decided to go and see the Eiffel Tower. So Sweden, Paris, a lot of stops, Auckland. Now guys, on screen right now, you can see actual confirmation, actual proof of OP's flights going from Paris to Shanghai instead of the original flight they were supposed to take from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur, flight MH17, which was of course tragically shot down. I mean, that's not dodging a bullet, that's dodging a missile. That's insane. Next up, when I was a dumb young woman, I lived in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. I worked in an area that could be very sketchy after dark. One night after work, I got really drunk. I stumbled into a taxi to head home. So drunk, I'm not even sure how I gave him my address. When we arrived, I started digging into my pocket for cash to pay the taxi driver and he reached over and said, no, no, baby, I'm not a taxi. I just wanted to make sure you got home okay. Apparently, I just jumped into a random car I will forever be grateful to the stranger and much more careful in my after work decisions. Oh my God, that could have gone so badly wrong. I had gallstones and the doctor gave me a choice between surgery to remove the gallbladder or antibiotics. I chose the surgery, which is actually very unlike me. When they started, they found out the gallbladder had burst and the stones were in my body cavity. What was supposed to be a short procedure through the belly button turned into a 10-inch incision to remove the stones. I was supposed to leave the hospital that day, but it turned into a week. However, if I had chosen antibiotics and went home with a burst gallbladder, I probably would have died of sepsis. I stayed out of the house overnight while in high school. My dad was annoyed and told me that I better be home that night. I didn't listen and instead stayed at a friend's house with my girlfriend. 
At around 2 a.m. A kid from high school drove a Denali into my house Wow, um, it ran directly into my room and destroyed it bed and anything else around He was estimated to be going around 60 miles an hour My dad is blind and thought that I may have been in the room He was searching for me frantically my mother said I remember getting a ton of phone calls from home knowing that I was going to get in trouble for staying out against my parents wishes The next day when my girlfriend dropped me off at home I found a massive wood board and tarp covering my room I would definitely not be here today if I'd stayed home that night Best case scenario, I'd be a paraplegic. I guess sometimes it does pay to not listen to your parents. I'd planned on doing some grocery shopping one afternoon after running other errands in the morning. By the time I got done with my morning errands, the weather looked quite gloomy. So I decided to just leave the groceries for another day. Just as I got home, I got frantic texts from a friend of mine asking if I'm okay and to respond immediately. Apparently, around the time I decided last minute to forego shopping, someone opened fire at that exact grocery store I planned on going to. If I remember correctly, fortunately, nobody got hurt, and the shooter got apprehended quite quickly. But wow, close shave. This is a story of me almost being murdered by a now convicted murderer. Back around 2007, I wanted to learn to scuba dive. I signed up at my local dive shop in Spokane in Washington. Having never done a course like this before, I really wasn't sure what to expect. Everyone was super chill, including the instructors. I knew scuba was kind of dangerous, so maybe these guys were just trying to keep people calm and focused by being kind of pranksters. We go through the entire course over several weeks and schedule our open water dive in the Hood Canal during spring. We're talking 40 degrees outside and water that's around 38 degrees. First big clue that something wasn't right is that they gave me a wetsuit that was way too big. They knew it was too big, laughed about it being too big, but gave it to me anyway. For those that don't know, wetsuits only work correctly when they are directly connected to your skin. Any gap eliminates the benefits. Little side detail. One of the dive cons was a cute little blonde girl that had gotten a little flirty with me. I didn't think this was going to cause issues since the dive master instructor was a married man. More on this later. So, here we are in March going on my first open water dive. Second issue comes up immediately. My weight belt is way too light, so I'm too buoyant, floating to the surface and unable to stay submerged. The dive master instructor, Dan, comes up and asks what's wrong. I tell him I'm too buoyant and need more weight on my belt. He says they don't have any more weights and to hold on. Now he's behind me and I don't have my regulator in my mouth or hands, the thing that gives you air underwater. He grabs my vest and drags me 25 feet to the bottom of the canal so he can start loading rocks into my vest. Every time I reach my regulator, he blocks my arm. After about 45 seconds, I elbow him as hard as I can and grab my regulator to start breathing. I think, okay, that was weird, but nothing too suspicious. Maybe he just didn't realize what was going on. We continue the dive and catch up to the group. Now the water is super murky, where you can maybe see 10 feet in front of you, and it's absolutely freezing. My wetsuit, as mentioned before, doesn't fit, so I'm literally fighting hypothermia while trying to keep up with the group. Third super big red flag I didn't realize at the time, we are 110 feet deep. 
The max depth we are supposed to be at is 60. At 110, you have to do calculations to make sure you stay at specific depths for a specific amount of time in order to not have nitrogen build up and potentially kill you. After a few minutes, we begin to head back up and only stop at 10 feet for a few minutes to help clear out the nitrogen. We finally make it out and I'm happy to be alive because I was literally freezing my testicles off. Now, here is where it gets crazy. The next group that goes out, one of the students, an older gentleman in his 50s, drowns. There's chaos and panic as they bring him up and start doing CPR. His wife is there and here's I'm an ordained minister, a story I told during class about getting ordained to do a friend's wedding. Definitely not a real minister. The wife of the deceased asked me to pray over her husband and give him his last rites. I don't know what this means at the time, but I try and oblige anyway. Sorry, dead guy, if you didn't make it into heaven. I tried. The EMS finally come and take him away. The next day, we go out for our second and last class, and though everyone was somber, nothing seemed weird. Now, fast forward three years. I'm called in to give my account of the events that day for the attorney of the late guy's wife. The attorney asked me if anything weird had happened. So, I tell her about the wetsuits, the being dragged to the bottom because I didn't have enough weights, and the 110 feet depth detail. Her jaw drops. She asked me if we had ever been trained to take our weight belts off in an emergency situation, a standard lesson for all scuba divers. I answer, no, no we had not. She says the student that was found had his weight belt around his ankles because he didn't know how to take it off while panicking crazy several years go by and i haven't heard anything more on what happened to this dive instructor i'm invited to a wedding in costa rica and decide to go and get some snorkeling gear at a local dive shop in idaho i mentioned to the owner that i'm certified but i wondered if i should just do a refresher course or get recertified because one of the students died the owner's jaw drops as he says holy heck were you in dan ortega's class i said yeah why he says you know he's in prison now right that dude is a convicted murderer i told him i had no idea and he said to look it up on google now here's what's crazy remember that little cute blonde that was flirting with me well it turns out that dan the dive instructor was having an affair with her at the time but had gotten caught a few years into it and after a few other students reported almost dying in this guy's class the cute little dive con came to his apartment to tell him she was going to turn him in. The dive instructor shot her in the head and killed her. I don't know if the student's death was ever pinned on him, but this mother effort was a straight up killer. And from my experience, playing super loosey-goosey with the protocols for diving students, which was leading to their deaths. Now, OP has actually given us a link to the story done by the press. And yeah, that's a dodge bullet story thanks for attending my ted talk oh my god and here we go a quick scan over the article scuba diver artega found guilty in girlfriend's murder and there he is and there's the article jesus that's insane ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Partying in a Mexico dance club in Tijuana. I went to the bathroom and on the way, there was a group of people smoking pots. They offered, so I took a hit. I proceeded to go into the bathroom and pee. When I came out, the group of people smoking pot were being arrested by federales, Mexico police. I just kept on walking. Mexico jail is the last place I would want to be. I was dating a girl for a while, and despite living and working on the opposite side of town, she'd always be near this one neighborhood coffee shop that I frequented. So I'd randomly run into her there and ask what brought her to that neck of the woods. She'd usually reply, grabbing some coffee, or I had a hunch you'd be here and wanted to say hi. One day, she up and moves out of the States with zero warning and tells me that we aren't dating anymore. I was confused, but it was casual. So while it sucked, I just thought, oh, she probably had some family emergency or something and didn't want to tell me. A few weeks later on her Snapchat, I see that she's just making absolute stacks in San Diego and is always wearing the same uniform in these pictures. I was a bit confused, but I didn't think much of it. I started dating this other chick who frequented the aforementioned coffee shop. And after a month or two of dating, the first chick comes back and starts hanging out with her a bunch around the same neighborhood the coffee shop was in. A week later, both of them are moving to San Diego and want me to come with them, live with them, and work where they work. Something just felt extremely fishy. So I said no, and off they went. Eventually, a picture got posted with both of them in it in front of a very strange but very instantly familiar building, the HQ of the Church of Scientology. The reason the original chick was always in that neighborhood is because Kitty Corner from the coffee shop was the local chapter of the Church of Scientology. She got pretty ingrained in the church and moved to San Diego to work for them, then came back to recruit gullible people to come back with her. And that's the story of how I lost two girlfriends to the Church of Scientology and was none the wiser. Definitely glad I dodged that bullet. Hey man, I don't know, it's up to you really. Would you join the Church of Scientology for a guaranteed threesome? It's up in the air, you know, it really is. Making out with my girlfriend at the time. She was on top of me and leaned in and whispered that she wanted to have sex. I told her I didn't have any condoms and that we'd have to go and get some, but she got frustrated and said that we could anyways, but eventually said never mind. Next day I'm at work and she pops in to apologize. I tell her it's not a big deal and that I'll see her after work, only for her to say, no, no, you see, I shouldn't have put pressure on you and acted like that. I need you to know, I have hepatitis C, so we need to be careful. Big bullet dodged. We broke up a couple of weeks later, and even more rubbish from her past that she hid came out into the open. Oh my god, she was willing to have sex with you without a condom, knowing she had hepatitis. Wow, what sort of a person is that? I was on my way to Taco Bell in the back of a friend's small truck. The cab was full, so I was in the bed. We passed by my apartment on the way and I chose to have him drop me off. It was a bit chilly in the open air back there. By the time I got into my apartment, I had a Snapchat from the driver. It was a picture of his total truck. While he stopped at an intersection, a drunk driver approached from the opposite direction, going 100 plus. The driver clipped a bus, causing an abrupt stop and his whole engine to rip out of his car, fly through the intersection and into my friend's truck where I'd been riding 
unseatbelted moments before. None of my friends were injured, but I think both the people in the other car died. I've got an almost literal dodge to bullets. I was cutting a tree with a chainsaw. The saw wasn't mine. It was old and I don't know how well maintained it was. The chain broke and came whipping back at me. I didn't even react. It was too fast. I didn't feel any pain. I turned and saw the chain was hanging, half stuck into a tree behind me at head neck level. The tree was directly behind me in a straight line from the chainsaw. Somehow the chain whipped off, curved around my head and neck and buried itself into a tree three feet behind me. If it had gone straight, I would be dead or disfigured. I didn't even try and take the chain with me. I just called it a day, walked off, and didn't pick up another chainsaw for about six or seven years. Woo! That is a close one. Oh my god, on the edit here from the same guy. Edit, I was also shot at while delivering pizza. What the? This guy's had a crazy life, guys. Jesus. I missed my turn in a rural area and used the gravel driveway to turn around. It was wooded on both sides, so I went down further than I should. I finally turned around and saw a guy with a bolt-action rifle in a little field off to the side of the driveway. I saw him raise the rifle in my direction, and I saw and heard him shoot. Never heard the bullet pass, and it didn't hit my car, so I think maybe he was just trying to scare me. It worked. I peeled out, flinging gravel, and made it back to the road. Because of our positions, this butthole shot back towards the road, maybe 200 yards, and there were houses on the other side. It was wooded, but that's not a shot I would ever have taken, beyond the obvious reasons. Okay, um, I think we're going to have to end the video here, guys, because this guy seems to be one step away from death. I mean, seriously, two almost literal dodged a bullet moments. I mean, one was literal, two dodged a bullet moments in your life. This guy is one step away from fatality. I think we need to stop reading his posts and hopefully he can go and live a more safe life where he doesn't nearly die. Wow. And there we have it, guys. Those are the top answers to the question, what's your dodged a bullet story? Um, Some absolute incredible stories in there. Not gonna lie, when I came across this post, first of all, I did not think that some of them would be as deep as they are, but um, yeah wow amazing the one that stands out to me out of all of those is the airline i mean how close were you to being on a flight that got shot down just insane crazy luck if you can even call it luck or just chance amazing guys please do comment down below your stories because i want to hear your thoughts and you know stuff that's happened in your life where you may have been in some serious danger but you got out of it in one way or another comment down below i'm interested i think for me my dodged a bullet story probably is when i was canoeing kayaking in mauritius and i just went out you know it was a nice summer day going on the water on the ocean kayaking having a good time suddenly the weather turns and i'm getting dragged out to sea and you know for a second there i genuinely was thinking i'm not going to be able to paddle in here like there's no way the current's too strong the wind's too strong it's now all of a sudden thundering i was trying as hard as i could but i was quite a long way out but thankfully some guy in a lifeboat came and saved me um without him i generally wouldn't have been able to come back in not the deepest story not the most you know perilous but um, yeah, that happened. It was pretty scary at the time. But I'm all good now, as you can tell. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash ask Reddit. I really hope you have enjoyed it. If you did and you want to see some more of the internet's best answers to more interesting questions, I put a playlist on screen of all my other Ask Reddit videos. So um, yeah, check that out. If you are new to the channel, subscribe and turn notifications on because I post here daily. And I'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new video. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.